Thanks so much, Old Bank Media Group, for hosting us at your location, allowing us to take over. And when we take over, Chris and I really take over. You've been swell. Everyone, please go follow and support Old Bank Media Group. And if you'd like to watch instead of just listen, go subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats on YouTube. Here we go. Don't touch me. Stop touching me. This is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from... Where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to Be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He's one of the most accomplished and dangerous strikers in, in UFC history. He has a kickboxing record of 58-0 and and an MMA record of 16-4. and that might be 17 and four now. A very dangerous man indeed. In 2006, he was ranked number one in the one and only Chuck Norris World Combat League. And as we all know, Chuck Norris once kicked the air and broke the speed of light. So that's the epitome of the horse's mouth right there. On top of all that, he's the one that holds the NMF belt. That's the nicest mofo belt for those that don't know. And I would agree with that completely just because of the fact that he's on this show and no, for no other reason than that. It's the Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson. Hey, buddy. What's up, my friend? How you doing? We finally did it. We're here. Finally. I'm excited years. to be on Man. with you, my friend. It's been years. I know it. Years, brother. Years. <laughs> I've waited my whole life for this. I remember we, we were kids together. Stop. Man. We were kids together, I and I said, it. one day you're going to be on my show. And you was like, I got you. I was like, all right. <laughs> I got you, baby. I got you. I got and you. I'm here. And I've been, it's been what, what, 30 years later? We, we made it happen. Here 30 it years later, and you're still in, in dad's attic, and I'm still <laughs> living, living on the streets. But here we are, Stephen. Here we are. That's right. That's right. Hanging out, baby. That's what we do best. <laughs> we do it <laughs> the very best. Now, <laughs> we start every show with a fast five. We ask you five quick questions, and we get five quick answers. As quick as you strike somebody in the face, okay? Woo! That's quick. That's Man. quick. That's very quick. <laughs> Here we go. What used to be considered trashy, but now it's classy. Oh, shoot. This is harder than what I thought. Wait, say that again. What used to be considered trashy, but now it's classy. Daisy Dukes, baby. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I think that's right. That's <laughs> you probably know what I'm a, saying? Most people say something like mullet or something. But Daisy Dukes, <laughs> that might be a real answer. We just had Bo Duke on the show. We had Bo Duke on. Did you ever oh, watch the Dukes no, of Hazards? No way. Oh, you know it. Did you really? We had Bo Duke from on. South Carolina. Look at you. No way. Oh, we yeah. had Bo Duke. Shut your butt. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah. My butt is shut up tight. Man. What? Yes, sir. That is ridiculous. John Schneider. You, you know what? My dad still watches it. Still, he's got it on. He he's got it on VHS. How bad did you want, or do you have a charger with with the General Lee written on the side of it? Huh? I didn't have one, but you know what? I would I would drive one for show. As, as rich as you are now, why don't you have one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have bills. You, you know live what? in your dad's that's next. <laughs> that's, next on the, that's next on the list. 
Send me a picture you know as soon as you get it. I, yes, sir. Can I put my logo on top instead of the flag? Oh, I got, I got you. General I Marty you. Ray. We'll make it General happen. Marty Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had his hair. Look at his hair. I know, man. I don't know what it is. I wake up in the morning. And it's it, this way. I like. I don't do nothing to it. Look at this. You there won't, it is. You won't believe this when I when I tell you. But I wake up just like this too. <laughs> I don't. It's weird. I don't do nothing. Hey. Hey, that's a pretty head, though. Isn't that a perfect head? God, I always said, God made, God knew who was supposed to be bald, and I'm one of those guys. Some guys ain't so lucky. The devil put it, the devil took their head, but God took my hair. I got, I got knots all over my noggin. Trust me. You you would not want to look at it. I don't want to look at your head bald at all. I couldn't see you bald. (laughs) It takes a little bit of product to be me. I'll be honest with you. It does. It does take, it does take some product. You know what I'm saying? I love it. You know, it's just, it's, it's not, get... <laughs> that's a lot of hair. You, you know, you know, you know, you condition that. Tell me you don't condition that. I don't. It's you got don't a condition. Oh, I, I, I like use no conditioner, other. but you I don't, condition. you know, it's basically just uh, a shampoo, hairspray and well, hairspray. That's all I do. I, I spray it wet. conditioner in your I hair? Pray it, I spray I it wet. I pray it wet. I pray it wet, man. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I pray over my hair. Lord. <laughs> I pray. Please keep my hair conditioned. <laughs> I, oh, I love it. What's the creepiest thing you could say to a stranger? Creepiest thing you could say to a, say to a stranger. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. You look at, uh, you, you are asking me some things I have never done before. Um, uh, do people pop off these questions a lot faster than I am right not now? E- not never, ever. Never. never. <laughs> really? It's, it's never fast. Oh, they're all, yeah, I've never, never been asked fast, these questions ever. before. Oh, Lord. Um, creepiest thing you could say to a stranger. Um, creepiest thing you wouldn't say to a stranger, because I know you wouldn't, because you're the, you're the nicest mofo. I'm, I'm the nicest mofo. Uh, let's see here. Uh, sh- Are you kidding me? You could, uh, well, that, I, I, that I'll works. start you off one. I'll start you off I'm one. Try, I'm trying you'd to look, you'd look right, good go in it. my collection. Oh, that's <laughs> real. I, I just, Lord. I had like some serious crawling happen when you said that, and I was slightly excited good. as well. So yeah, it's well. a weird. That's a weird one. We'll go to the next. I guess one. something like that. I mean, yeah, move to the next one. I yeah. was going to say like you smell good or something, but. You don't say that to a stranger, but that what you just said beats anything I would ever say. So. Well, listen, let me tell you now. If you get up in somebody's ear hole and you go, you smell good, <laughs> that's pretty creepy. So that works. Especially, yeah, okay. Especially as the lips are touching the ear just slightly, you smell good. Like that? You smell good. Yeah. I want- That's right. You gotta, you gotta have it. You gotta have the He did it. The beer he really tickle. did. You gotta, you he, gotta do the beard tickle. He he put the he put the good in there. He he sounded just like he was from Texas. <laughs> oh man. You smell good. That's girl. that South Carolina come out just like that. It, good. Hey, yeah. hey, you know how we do, baby. Why go down the street when you can go down the hall? Boom. <laughs> Boom, drop the mic. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of South Carolina, South Carolina, raise up, huh? Come on, raise up. Take um, your shirt off. If the U.S. states were represented by food, what would South Carolina be known by? Oh, 100% fried chicken. Either fried chicken or or uh, uh, crawdad fry. Ooh, crawdads. crawdad fry. Crawdads. You you've had you've had you've been to a few bowls in your life. 
Boy, you know it. That's what we do. We do that probably once a month. We get the whole family out there, all 175 of us. Man. Get us a get us a boil going on crawl dads. You know how you know how sausage, uh, potatoes. Ooh. You know. I know corn exactly. Cob, yeah, I know. You know. Oh man. We do it right. Here's the question: Do you suck the head out? Do you suck the juice out of the head? Are you a real? Got to. You do. You got to. If you don't, you get slapped around our, our oh. family. Man, I you can't get one of them slaps. I can't suck the head on them, no. I just can't. Really? Have you done it? I have, got, yeah. yeah. We got we got you nieces got and nephews. If you don't if you don't do it right, pop you know, pop a pop a tea will get on you. Pop a tea. So that, that crawl dad coming through. Right, pop a tea. Oh, suck that head, boy. <laughs> It's, it's normally it's normally okay, the daddy. <laughs> daddy, almost. That don't sound right. That don't sound right. <laughs> no, it really don't. It really don't. You need to just stop that, that right now. That don't sound right. And it was unintentional. It was. You completely... need to stop that right Suck now. On that head, okay, boy. Creepy Do it right. No, this is actually now. It seems like we're answering the creepy question now. Yeah, yeah, that's a the whole different question. thing. That's what he that's should have right. said. What's the creepiest thing you say? Suck that head, boy. <laughs> that's the creepiest thing you could say after slapping oh someone. What would what I would the it. name of your boat be if you had one, or if you already have one? What's its name? I don't have one, uh, but if I did have one, um, I think it would be, you know. Two in the pink, one in stink. Mm. Mm. Now, what's that mean? Going a little. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is that inspiration? Hey, hey, where does that inspiration think, come from? <laughs> I don't know. I, where? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think I think just hanging out with you guys is bring is bringing it out of me. <laughs> that it's happens when you're the around BMS Chris. Out of me right now. When you're around Chris, <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Bad influence. I don't think it, it should say it. Maybe it just it should have the the hand signal, the shocker. You know. Maybe you maybe you change you change make it make it like cryptic. Let's think of a cryptic yeah, way yeah. to say that. Uh, two <laughs> pink, <laughs> pink and stinky. There you go. Two pinky stinky. <laughs> Two pinky, pinky stinky. That's your that's your yacht name. <laughs> and when you get it, I want to see that. Take a picture, send it to me, and I'm going to shout it yes, out to sir. the world. It started here. Now, <laughs> now you're welcome. You're welcome, Stephen. Uh, again, um, and also you're welcome for having you on this show. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Man, the pleasure is all mine. I'm just playing. Thank you so much for being on this show. I'm honored. I really am honored. I'm a huge fan of yours, and um, you don't know this. But I follow you around, and I watch you. Do you? Yes. I mean that's creepy. I think that I think that's the second there second you go. creepiest thing you can say <laughs> there to stranger. You, go. <laughs> I it, it watch be, you. you know, you know, follow you on Instagram or something like that. You know, I follow you. Oh yeah, on Instagram. No. No. <laughs> no. no. In real life. No. Uh, where did the name and Wonder you Boy? You gotta do it like that. No. Where Where no. did the name Wonder Boy come from? Because I don't know that. So. Um, you know, there's, there's, we got, I got five brother. I got, there's five of us. I got two brothers and two sisters and we all started the, mar Oh, sorry. By the way, everybody listening in, I got a hoarse voice right now. I apologize. So, uh, so, um, so hopefully you guys can understand me, but I was 15 years old and my dad <clears throat> got me my first kickboxing fight. I looked like I was 12 at 15 
And I fought a guy who was 20 and 0. He was 27 years old. I beat the brakes off this dude. And um, at the end of the fight, the announcer asked my opponent what he thought about Stephen Thompson. And he said, I, I wondered why I stepped in the ring with this boy. And the announcer called me Wonder Boy. Stuck with me ever since. Son of a gun. Wow. That's and, cool. And you've been training since you were three years old in kickboxing. Three years old. Yes, at, sir. At, all we all five, I got 13 nieces and nephews. Mandatory. They're all training. Wow, man! We're building an army. Just that's what I'm about to say. An army, just an army in the attic, just waiting, waiting <laughs> just to go. Waiting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like soldiers in the attic. His dad's like, "Get them, boys!" It's funny you said that because you know I got you know my my, my one of my sisters is older than me. She kicked my behind for years, and and as as we were growing up, kind of a way to toughen us up a little bit. If we ever got caught arguing, uh, my dad would pull down, pull pull the kitchen table out of the way. No sparring gear. He would make us fight till we didn't want to fight anymore. He, we could kick, we could punch, we could. I, I remember beating up my brother so bad, like beating him up, like I would be crying, and I would want to. I stopped. And he's like, "Boy, if you if you stop, you're gonna be fighting me." So I had to sit there and whoop Dang. his behind. Man, that's some parenting. Oh yeah, my dad did the same thing. Only. Uh... He took the guns away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "No, give that's, me those. That's not good. Yeah, that, give me those you guns. You don't do that. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, no, he, but can't, no, he, you my can't dad take your actually. To a gun. Go ahead. I said you can't take your fists and feet to a gunfight for sure. You cannot. It doesn't work. It don't matter if you're <laughs> Stephen Wonder Boy or not. Really, you can. It be, don't matter. You can be the greatest. You can be Bruce Lee, and really, ain't nothing you can do from with with a gun. But Yes, sir. We did go through the same thing. Me and my brother fought all the time. Like, we were always fighting. I threw a screwdriver one time because he was always bigger than me. So he would always take advantage of me, but I was always a little ruthless little sucker, man. I was mean. And uh, he, he, I had picked up one of daddy's screwdrivers, and I'm chasing him with it. He goes, you better not throw that. You better not throw that. He goes to the end of the hall, and he's shutting the door, and I already had already released that thing like a daggum oh, javelin thrower. I was like, look. Look at this shot. Do you see this? Look at this form. Oh, man. Look at that look form. Look at this form. It was oh, just like man. this. Are we in the Olympics that's right now? Form. You see that form? Oh, man. Ow. If you would have hit him with that, he'd be done. No, I did hit him with it. <laughs> Here's what's funny. Steven, this is a true story. I don't, I don't tell many people this. I don't want them to think I'm mean. I want them to think I'm the nicest mofo in the world. <laughs> so then the, the screwdriver's going, and it it literally was like a, a, a javelin. It was so weird. I was a child. I was a small child. And I'm like, Right, and he's like, Shh. it was in slow motion. He was shutting the door. That screwdriver was coming. I was going, oh. it was going right for his head, and he was going oh. like that. And then, and then this thing, I promise you, hits right here. Bow. He goes, oh. it's like I was like, oh no, I killed him. And I he lays down. There's blood. There's blood <laughs> coming down his face. And I'm going, Michael, don't tell Daddy. Don't tell Daddy. And he goes, if you clean the house, I won't. You know? And then I was <laughs> cleaning the house. Yeah, so I was cleaning the house up. He was over there. To this day, he has a little flathead screwdriver mark right there dead center of his, of his forehead. Yes, that's the truth. Hey, that's like the go-to thing, though, especially the age that we grew up. You know, you know, if you do, you know, if they say don't tell mom or dad, you say, "All right, as long as you do my chores for me." That's like the go-to thing. <laughs> That's exactly. Go -to. Yeah. 
That's exactly right. We went through that all the time. Heck and guess yeah. what happened, though? Guess what happened, though? We After we made up and I did all the chores, we went out in the backyard, and we started firing Daddy's rifles off in the backyard, right? And uh, then <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then my and then uh, Daddy comes home, and Michael goes, uh, "Marty threw a screwdriver and hit me in the head right here." And I was like, "You said <laughs> home oh, after you cleaned the house Man. and everything." After I did it all, he got you. He got, wow. he got you good. He got me with that double punishment. <laughs> double punishment. Yep. I got beat by Daddy. And I had to do the chores. We fought so much. I was thinking, love. Yeah, we just loved each other so much. Wanted to kill each other. <laughs> just loved him, you know? Uh, I do love him to death. Um, but it reminded me of the what you said your dad and them do. It reminds me of my dad never told us not to fight. He bought us boxing gloves. So we were boxing. We were actually boxing. Uh, we had boxing matches in our front yard, like people, just random kids from school and whatnot. So... Let me just say, Stephen, if I ever see you and you cause a problem over here, you better beware, buddy. I'm a boxer. <laughs> Don't. <Man. laughs> no. I would not want to mess with you, bro. No, no. Yeah, that's a complete off, joke. <laughs> you would destroy like me. That, you don't mess with me. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with you. If you said, hey, kneel down, I'm like, okay. How low? <laughs> <laughs> How low you? Stop. How low do I have to go? How low? Don't, how low? Don't don't slap me! Don't slap me like your daddy did. <laughs> um, oh my! Your God. father. Speaking of your dad, your father was a karate sensei. Still is a karate sensei, right? Yes, sir. And yes, sir. So you all, y'all learned, because I'm trying to place this in my head together, because at three you're training kickboxing, but karate's not kickboxing. No. So well, at the age of three, we started our karate training. And it wasn't until about 12 years old, by the time we learned our, our you know, the, the basic kicks and punches and years developing them, we started our full contact training, which he wanted us to do karate because there's a different style when it comes to that karate style. It's just, it's very difficult to teach. And if you start out in, in kickboxing, um, uh, for instance, if, I, if you go to a kickboxing tournament, everybody fights the same. It's the same style of fighting, but those guys that have that karate style, it's very different, um, very difficult to prepare for the movement, the angles, things like that, which is why you see a lot of MMA guys trying to use that style. But what they don't understand is it takes years and years to try and develop that karate style. So um, that, so we started our karate training at three and started our full contact training at 12. Now, karate, you know, I took Taekwondo the majority of my childhood. And I don't – I've been in some fights, Stephen, some, like, bar fights or whatnot. I ain't never used <laughs> none of that karate. Like, it seemed like – it seemed like if, if people were standing, right, in the right position, and I could – you know what I mean? If I could do that, then, oh, yeah. then it would have worked. But they're never – they never were right where I needed them to be for my form. So, I'm just yeah. curious – I didn't. I didn't become a black belt, so I don't know what happens on the upper echelons of karate. Have you ever actually been into the a match where you actually consciously knew I'm using karate right here? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, there's there's different levels to the training that you're doing, especially like it's like it's like uh, school. So when you first start the martial arts, you got to learn the ABCs, which is your basic strikes, right? And then you got to learn as you get more experience and develop those techniques, you're putting them into sentences. 
So you're starting to put combinations together. And it's not till the upper echelon, like you said, years of training to where those techniques become a habit or um, reaction, right? You're not having to think about doing it. You just do it. And that takes years of training. So why, one of the reasons why I'm so hoarse is we did a five-hour junior black belt exam last night, five hours wow. of getting it. These kids have been training since they were three years old. You know, some of them trained for five, six, seven, eight years, and they can scrap, boy. Not just standing up, but they, you know, we also teach, uh, it's a different style of karate, Kempo karate. Uh, we teach the grappling, the wrestling, because 99.9% .9 of the time in a street situation, you're going to end up on the ground. So we teach our, our kids and our teens and adults how to fight on the ground as well. So we're doing full-out MMA sparring. Uh, at, at like five, six years old. Wow. It's awesome. That's they awesome. can scrap, boy. I, yes, I, sir. I actually had a friend that was, uh, he was a black belt in Kempo. And, and you know, I, I know a lot about this because I was the fat friend of, <laughs> uh, of, of a Kempo artist. So, yeah. Right. So, I know all about it. That means I'm, I'm also. Black belt. I'm a black belt. You're so, also yeah. a black belt. Yeah, right. so that's what exactly. that means. I don't you, know if you I knew think, that. But. Yeah, I think if you know a black belt, it automatically, automatically makes you a black belt as well. Right, I so think that's the first degree black belt. Both you guys are black belts belt. right now. Yeah, huh? that's the first degree black belt, knowing somebody, right? Then the second right. degree is being 100%. the one that actually got or earned the black belt. Got it. Isn't that how right. it goes? Right. Huh? While he was working yeah, out, I was, sure. I was the fat kid, like, trying to, like, dive <laughs> over. <laughs> He's go work out in a, in a cemetery, and we, I'd dive over the – it's so, it's so disrespectful. But back then, I had no idea. I would dive over gravestones. Man, you ain't I was the only a ninja. one. We, I was oh, a ninja, we used to play. Marty. We used to play. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We used to play hide and go seek in the graveyard all the time. So you ain't the only one. <laughs> you know we. That's how we did it back in the eighties, baby. You know we. Back in the eighties, right? Like that's long ago. <laughs> it was long ago. Yeah, I, the, the, the the people listening don't know, but the people watching will be able to gain some type of phenomena from this right here. When I tell them this, I said this before the show. Stephen Thompson, that boy right there, I say boy, I shouldn't because he's the same age as me, 38 years old. Look at me. Get a close-up of me, Ben. <laughs> and look at him. Now look at look at that. And this is a man that, that, that gets punched for a living. Well, it, hopefully he doesn't. He actually – now, was you – like you – because there was – how long did you go without losing, though? How long did you go without losing? Oh, my goodness. Um, up until my second fight in the UFC, so I was probably 28 years old. So 15 years old to 28, I was undefeated. That's great. Winning that many fights undefeated. in a row can make even the nicest man a cocky little punk. You know what I mean? But not <laughs> you. How did that happen? No, sir. Uh, the way I was raised, you know, uh, the martial arts, I mean, obviously that has a lot to do with it. Growing up in the martial art, which is why I teach it. I, you know, I fight for I fight for the fun of it. I fight for the honor and the glory. The money is just a bonus. I would fight for free, but I can stop that all right now and just teach karate, man. I love. I know what the what martial arts has done for me, not just as a martial artist, but just being a good a good man, a good gentleman. And that's what, and that's what it's all about: the modesty, courtesy, integrity, self control, perseverance, showing that indomitable spirit, is what the martial arts is all about. So. You know, I, I try and give that back to our, our kids at Upstate, our youth. We got grandkids 
of grandparents that took from us. So three generations of martial artists come through our gym. Wow. So, and on top of that, if I did, I knew I was going to get it when I got home. Um, sometimes we don't, we don't beat our kids enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you heard and, it here first. And that's the quote. And there's the quote. <laughs> Stephen Thompson, sometimes enough. we don't beat our kids enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's going to be the quote. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, a, that's a headline right I'm putting there. that on a poster. Yes, sir. Sometimes we don't was, beat our that's, kids enough. That's what did it. That's I'm, hey, did it. I'm Man, right my there dad. with you. My, my whole yes, life, my, I was, I was beat, not beaten, but I was, I was whooped a lot. And I deserved yes, every sir. one of them, and I got away with some that I needed whoopings for, but I didn't get whoopings for. But uh, and but you know, and that, that adds to the reason I look older than you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah. you a handsome that's guy. Stop. Yeah, hey, you know, I tried. Thank I, you. I envy you. I cannot grow a beard. I can't do it. I must have a hormone disorder or something because it ain't happening. You know, this is like this it don't is look like it's ever like going day, to either. A day and a half. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I envy you, though. I can't kick a guy in the face, so <laughs> I, I can teach you. I can. I if can you teach fell you down, now. well, if you yeah. fell down, get down on the ground, Marty. <laughs> now kick your leg up. I'm gonna put my head down here. That's how you kick a guy in the face. That's what it feels like. Uh, no, I know you could teach me, uh, but I am not. I really, I really am planning, always planning on getting in shape, and uh, it's people like you that inspire me because. I watch y'all on these MMA fights, and I go, these guys, they just, they just, they walk out there with the most confidence. It seems like not everybody, but it seems like it seems like when you go into the ring, to the ring, you're not a boxer. When you go into the octagon, <laughs> you're not, uh, you're not nervous. But I'm, I'm sure you really are. But it's the hiding it, right? Right. Like you know, I've got close to eighty something fights. I've been fighting for a long time. Every time I, I make that walk to the octagon, to the ring, whatever, I'm hoping an asteroid comes down to blow the place up. I roll my ankle that somebody comes, you know, something dramatic happens so I don't have to go out there and fight. And uh, I know grown men, best fighters in the world, and, and you know, the type of guys that you look at and they would eat your heart if you look at them wrong. The scariest looking dudes in the world crying in the back before they step out. Mm. it's That's the scariest crazy. thing that you will ever do it is i mean <clears throat> which 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 makes it very difficult to stop doing okay right. it's, it's like there's nothing What's else like rush? it nothing in the world that rush right you know? which is why you got guys that are retiring and trying to come back because they miss that you know they miss that it's um but for some reason when that octagon closes, it's like it all goes away. It's like you're meant to be there. Mm. Man, that touched my spirit right there a little bit. I'm ready to go get an octagon. Hey, what are you doing, lady? You want to fight? Man, <laughs> come on. Can, you, can we set up an octagon outside? Really? Set up a, I need like to get a like love. a I need to get like a 15 year old or something that's not trained. <laughs> And I just to get my just to get my wits about Let's, me in there. We could rent a bounty house. Yeah, yeah. Do like an octagon, except it's a bounty house. I bet that's the same feeling, Stephen. I'm gets. sure it's got to be. It's yeah. got to be the same feeling. Oh, oh, yeah. Probably right there with it. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I'm scared of bouncy houses. <laughs> I don't like bouncy houses. I don't, <laughs> I don't like them. That's a good way. That's a good way to tear an ACL. 
I'm just saying. So what what keeps you going? Bouncy houses are dangerous. Is it just the is it just the the rush of it, or what keeps you actually going through that every time? If it's like that every time, you know, I get that question asked a lot. Like, it's 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 hard to believe, or it's kind of different um, for somebody to have, you know, this as a career. But you got to understand, like I've been doing this since I was young, so it makes sense that I competed. My sister competed, all my siblings competed, my dad fought back in the seventies and eighties. But you get these other UFC fighters that, you know, a few years before they were working a desk job somewhere. So it is kind of weird to be like, you know what, <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to quit this desk job. And I'm going to be a pro fighter. Like, what the heck? Where does that come from? Right. But, you know, it's I, 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 I I'm a competitive guy. I love to compete. Um, but on top of that, you know, I've got at our gym, close to 750 students. Most of them are kids from three, 10 to 11 years old. And all of them are watching every move that I make. So when I step in there in the octagon, outside the octagon, just to try and be a good example for them, winning and losing uh, in the right way, you know, that that's, that's why I do it, to be honest with you. To go out there to show them that hard work and to be able to push through uh, adversity, because <clears throat> MMA, the martial arts period in life, you know, puts you in uncomfortable situations. And when you train martial arts, that's a big part of it is be able to, my goal is to put them in uncomfortable situations and see how they deal with it. Some of my favorite fights have been the ones that I've lost. Um, or some of the fights where when I fought Tyron Woodley the first time and I got knocked down three times in the fourth round, I was in a guillotine that everybody thought I was going to tap or get choked out, but I didn't. Those are the fights that I like because it, you learn something about yourself, right? That spirit that when most people give up, I didn't. And it's like, man, I didn't give up, man. And you got to be proud about that, right? So those are my favorite fights, man. And that's why I kind of keep doing what I'm doing, man. I will fight. I'm a warrior. I'll fight as long as I, my body will let me. Or when my dad, my coach, tells me I'm done. Because as a warrior, I'll fight to the day I die. But I know that's not healthy. And, you know, I want to be able to have good conversations with my grandkids as I get older. So um, I think my dad, having him as a coach is a, is a bonus. Because uh, he knows me more than anybody else. And whenever he says I'm done, I'm hanging it up. Well, you ain't got no choice because he ain't going to let you fight. Right? Exactly. You're going to be doing yes, the crawfish sir. bowls at that point. <laughs> Listen, when <laughs> you, right. I remember when you uh, got knocked out for the first time against Pettis. Right? Yes, sir. You don't remember that. Yes, sir. Do you? I do not. You I still, not to this remember. day, you don't remember that? I do not. I, I had to go back and watch that fight. To me, I was beating the crap out of this guy in the first round. And all I remember is stepping up off that stool after the first round, looking at him with a busted nose, blood everywhere, saying, I'm going to be a little more aggressive this round. I'm going to finish him. And that's all I remember. Even though I got knocked out later in that second round, that's all I remember. I remember waking up, like coming to in the back, not even in the octagon. I still wasn't there. Um, people were telling me I was cracking up jokes with Anthony, high-fiving people as I was leaving. I don't remember any of that. Even in the hospital, you were. But just what's crazy about Steven is, 
even in the hospital, while because he made a video, somebody made a video of him in the hospital after he, his first knockout. It was my dad, ever. actually. And he, yeah. it was his first time he ever been knocked out, and he's in the hospital, and he's still smiling, and he's like, man, that was like, that was crazy. All I remember is I punched <laughs> him, his nose was bleeding, and that's all I remember. I thought I was winning. And you, most people were like, yeah, I don't know, man. And he was just like, even though he was disappointed, he was still – it was like he was okay about it. It was so crazy. It's very, it's very yeah, man. inspiring to see that because I'm definitely not that way. Thank you. In a loss, you're great. You're gracious in losing, and that's something that kids yes, need to learn. Everybody needs to learn, for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what was crazy about that, you know, of course, I keep a small circle around me, which is good. It keeps me humble. Keeps you, keeps you focused. But you know, my dad made a video because I know there was a bunch of kids back home watching it. And I just want to let them know that I was okay. But um, it was kind of being knocked out. It was it was a weight kind of lifted off my shoulders. Having close to 80 fights, never being knocked out, um, and not kind of knowing what that feels like. You know, it was always like, all right, it's going to happen at some point. Is it this fight? Is it this fight? Is it this fight? Is it going to be this fight? Of course, you train as hard as you can so that it doesn't happen. But sometimes it's just inevitable. And it's not like Pettis hit me hard. He just hit me right on the button, right on the button. And, um, it was kind of a relief. Now I know what it feels like. And to be honest with you, it ain't that bad. <laughs> I just woke up in the back. Not, a, I, I would rather lose that way than getting the, just getting smashed all five, five rounds, you know, just getting beat up all five, five minute rounds. Um, like I didn't have any injuries. Right. I, I was good. You, I, I can't fathom wanting to get knocked out. I, I think I, me, when I think about it, I think I'd rather get beat up the whole time. But I mean, I can see where you, what you mean by, um, that's quick and you don't even remember it. So it's quick, but right. I just think about Crow Cop, you know, you know, you remember the Mirko oh, Crow yeah. Cop getting knocked Mirko out? Mirko Crow Cop. And yes, that, sir. And, he, and his foot. Oh yeah. And it, that's just, man, he got knocked that's, out and he falls and, it just I, I, I remember, yeah, I remember seeing that. That that would that that his, haunted me forever. Yeah, his body went limp, and he ended up twisting his foot or you know tearing like his ligament in his in his knee. I think he broke his ankle the way he fell. It was terrible, but uh, thank goodness that that didn't happen to me. But that's terrible. But the thing is, it's like, and I told my brother this the other day, like I would I would rather get knocked out, especially the way I did after winning that fight than having somebody just, um, you know, just smoke me all five, five, five minute rounds, because then you know that your opponent just schooled you, just schooled you, just played with you. Right. Uh, getting knocked out. There's always that question. Okay. And, and fans still do it. Steven was winning that fight. He could have won nine times out of 10. You know, Steven won that fight. But if Anthony Pettis whooped mom behind for five, five in rounds, everybody knows Anthony Pettis was the better man. You know, I, I still consider him being the better man landing that shot. But all the, the fans out there, you know, they still question it. You know what I'm saying? Well, they still question that knockout. Let me pose <clears throat> let me pose a question to you then. If you if 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 God asked you before a fight, he said, Okay, listen, Steven, you can go for five rounds. And you're going to get beat up these entire five rounds, mm -hmm. but you're going to win in the last round. Or he can knock you out in the first round in the, in the first minute. 
what would you do? You would you would clearly win, right? I would clearly win. I would go through that punishment for sure. So that's what that's what my <clears throat> mindset yes, is. So I, I think that way. I think well, I don't want to get knocked out, and I'll fight to stop that from happening, right? And if it means I get right. beat up the whole yep. time, and I'll tell you a perfect example. My buddy Derek Lewis, you know Derek Lewis, Black Beast. Oh, I'm Derek Lewis, is my boy. Yeah, I love Derek Lewis. So, Derek fought, and you you probably saw him when he fought a uh, what's that Russian's name? I don't know his name. Uh, crap. The big tall guy. Big tall fellow. Uh, the, the Russian guy he starts yeah. with a K. Kav- yeah. Kavachi or something like that. And we'll call him. <laughs> we'll call him Ivan Drago. I don't. No disrespect. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't know your name. I know he's listening right now. He listens to every episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> Derek, that fight, Derek was losing the entirety of the entire uh, fight. And then within the last, literally the last five seconds. Knocked him out. He knocked him out. Knocked like he, him out. Derek was so winded. And he was like, and he was like, and he goes, Stop, and then that man, that man goes, and he's just gone. And it, he was out. That's when he said, that's when he said, why'd you take your pants off? He says, my balls was hot. Is yeah, that the same fight? That's the, it. That's the <laughs> yeah. one. That's when Derek became, yeah. in, in the MMA community, a household name. After that, oh, yeah. that's the funniest interview of all time. Of all time, I think, as far as you, Yeah, UFC history, man. UFC that history. Was, that guy, what, you don't know what, what comes out of that guy's mouth. You have no idea what's coming out of his mouth. You never do. I love that guy <laughs> to death, man. He actually, he actually, when he fought Daniel Cormier, remember that, for the championship? Oh, yeah. I was oh, at yeah. that fight. I was on the front row at that fight watching Derek. Derek actually gave me his family's tickets, and hey, I'm bragging a little bit. Cause it was it was really an honor. I could not believe it. And then he walks out to my one of my songs while I'm there, at the Madison Square oh, Garden. That is so cool. How crazy is that? That is so cool, man. If you uh, if, wait, he, did I fight on that card? Maybe it was the one the one Madison Square Garden card. I wasn't there. I don't think you did. Because I fought three times there. I don't. I don't think I did. Chris Weidman fought. I don't remember. Your your brother in law fought. Did you fight? That's right. He fought. Uh, was it Jacare? He fought. No, I think he he fought a uh, 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 the Brazilian guy. He lost. Uh, yeah, it was it was Jacare Souza, right? Ended up knocking him out. Like, uh, uh, that, I thought that maybe that is round. the guy's name. He he, just a scary looking dude. He's a scary looking guy. Or or was it uh, Yo, uh, Yo Romero? No, it was. I thought it was. Uh, I thought his name was Tiago, but I could be wrong. <clears throat> I, I, I'm shocked that I don't remember that guy's name. I actually saw that guy out in the – I was staying in the same hotel. I saw him out there, and I was like, good fight. He goes, thank you. And I was like, he sounds Russian. <laughs> it was Jacare. It was Jacare Souza. I remember yeah. that one. I was in cage side. I was there. Were you at the, the where the fighters were? Yes, sir. Can you believe I that's exactly there. where I was at? What? I was right there. Go watch the pay-per-view. You'll see Derek come up and give I me a hug. I have to. He'll come up and give me a hug. What the heck? We were, we were, we could have hugged. <laughs> I know. You, I can look to my right and saw you there or left. What the heck, man? Listen. That's crazy. I wish, you, I wish we could go back so we could hug each other. I know. I know it. Me too. Can you get close to that mic? You no. sound like you're in a tunnel. No, because we're, <laughs> no. Can you get close to that mic? I can't do it. Because look, here. when I do, look, look at my face. He's out here. I literally am getting a tan right now if I go, if I go into the mic. <laughs> I have a tan. The sun moved, and uh, Chris, you know, as you can tell, Chris is kind of a diva. 
Steven. A little, yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's kind of Listen, a diva. <laughs> now, your your most recent fight with Jeff Neal, I love Jeff Neal, too. Uh, I want to get him on the show at some point. Uh, Jeff Neal, I, I think hands of steel, Jeff Neal's got a bright future coming his way. I really like the way he fights. But it was tough watching y'all fight because – I like both of y'all, but I really, I really, to be honest, don't tell him this. But if he ever gets on the show, I'm gonna tell him I was rooting for him. But I was rooting for you. You know what I mean? The whole time, all the way through, I was rooting for you. But uh, thank you, sir. There was a moment in there, and this is what I wanted to, I wanted to find. There was a moment in there, Ben. Um, when I when I ask you, please have that picture ready. I want to see something here. Um, there was a moment in that fight where y'all butt heads, right? And I think that's where that that that, that cut came from, isn't it? Yeah, yes, sir. y'all it's y'all butt heads up. together, and and you and you gave the weirdest look, and I was like, is that him about to pass out? Because he, he they bumped so hard, or is that what is this? So th- pull this picture up, Ben. I want him to tell like this. What is this look, <laughs> man? What is this? <laughs> oh my! Did you go into well, like Super right. Saiyan? What? <laughs> when I when I headbutt him. I don't know why I do this, and I guess why, this is why they call me the the nicest mofo. I felt so bad. Like I, I, I looked at him and I said, "Are you okay?" Oh. And he said, "Yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm good." I, I did one of these. Oh, like, that's oh what that gosh, was. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I was kind of wincing because when we headbutted, I knew we we smoked each other. I didn't know I was cut, but when it, when we backed up, I saw the blood just coming out of his eyes. Like, oh, I was like, "You okay?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I got you too." Mm. And. It was hard. And uh, so, yeah, we, we smoked each other. Thank goodness. But it, it was like, um, you know, I, I felt bad. I felt bad for headbutting him. And uh, it was like I was wincing at that point. So it was like a, <sighs> sorry about that, man. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, sorry, man. The, yeah, it was yeah. like the eyes and it was funny. Up. It was like, I, I know. And, and it rubs off in that right fight. He, he's like NMF too because – you know, at one point, I think it was the first or second round, he ends up slipping and falling, and I let him back up. We bumped gloves, and I think in the third round, I fell and slipped, and he let me back up. He said, respect, man. We bumped gloves. He, When most fighters, they would never let that go. If you fall down, they're, they're jumping on top of you. Right, But, right. Um, yeah, he let me back up, man. It was it was pretty cool. Jeff Neal is the coolest dude. I'm telling you, you need to get this guy on your show. You will yeah, love him. we follow each other on on Instagram, so I'm I'm definitely going to be contacting him to get on here and tell him I'm so sorry that he didn't beat you up and uh, that I was rooting for him all the way, all and, the way, and, and all the way. And next time he got you, you know what I mean. But but don't tell him I said that. I, I won't say nothing. I don't say nothing. I know that you know. Was I, tough. I trust he was, you. He is. He was I mean, he really boy. is a beast, man. And knock some dudes out. Yeah, that dude knock some dudes out. Very. I mean, he knocked out Mike Perry. Mike Perry. Mike Perry's a tough. Is a yeah. tough son of a dude. You know, he's tough, and he was knocking dudes out. Seven fight winning streak, and I'm just glad to be able to be able. You know, my goal is to fight the best guys in the world. You know, I mean, who can say that? And it was an honor to be able to step out now to God and go five five in the rounds with this guy. Yeah, he was, man. He was, and not, you know, not just tough fighters, but just good people. And the thing is, you learn a lot about somebody after you fight them. Right now, correct me if I'm wrong. You haven't you haven't fought for a title that I remember. I fought twice. You fought did? Tyron Woodley. Fought Tyron Woodley twice. Uh, UFC 205 Madison Square Garden. Uh, we were co-main event, five five minute rounds. That was the first fight at Madison Square Garden because it was illegal. We broke all Mad- all Madison Square Garden records. You lost both of those fights, then, huh? We we fought to a draw, the first oh. fight, which is, 
which is super weight. We fought to a draw. And then the second fight at UFC, golly, I forgot which one it was. It was in Vegas. Um, we ended up going five rounds. <clears throat> and half the judges had it for me. And, and just one of the other judge had it for him. He ended up pulling it out. But, um, you know, thought I won the fight, but it is what it is, man. See, that's the worst. That That is the worst case scenario right there. That's why they always say don't leave it in the judges' hands. Because if, if I fight my yeah. butt off, right? And I give it everything I got, and I'm thinking, I won this fight. I'm raising my hands. You know, I'm like, I got this. And then the judges say I didn't get it. That's the worst way to lose to me. Because yeah, then I'm like, it is, man. that won't happen again. I'm I'm going I'm to I'm I'm make sure that don't happen again. But, you you know, these are professional fighters, so you do what you You ain't like you went, you wanted to go decision. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't want oh, to no, go decision. I didn't at all. Yeah, I think some yeah, – no, I, I think there's some fighters that that's what they – that's their strategy almost is to go decision. Right to get the oh, points. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you uh, out pointing guys. Well, you're the you're like, aren't you the most accurate striker? Um, I don't know if I am, or maybe one of the most accurate accurate fighters. But I know eighty or ninety percent of my strikes land. Um, you know, I think uh, Max Holloway broke all the records his last fight. I don't know if you saw that one. I did. I had hundred and seventy five significant strikes. I think in my fight, I had almost 600, fight, 600 strikes thrown. Max Holloway had 400 significant strikes thrown his last fight. God. Go check that fight out. God, it was ridiculous. He was talking to the commentators, talking to, uh, to Daniel Cormier, dodging punches. You know, as he was looking over there, talking with the um, the 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 um, Daniel Cormier, talking with those guys, Man. the announcers. It was it was wild, wild. That's crazy. Um. I've got to be honest. The reason I didn't know about you fighting for the title, I knew you didn't have, you have never held a title other than the, the uh, NMF title, but you didn't really fight for that, right? There wasn't really a fight like the BMF title. No, sir. But, no, uh, there wasn't. The reason I didn't remember that is because I actually discovered you and became a fan of you after, during that Pettis fight. That's where that's where I became well, a super thank, fan. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so I'm much. Gonna, I'm and not going to lie and act like I've been you? a fan from day one. I got. A, I had a lot more fans off of that fight than any other. Isn't that something? Off of that off fight, of a loss. Yes, yeah, sir. If you wouldn't have gotten knocked out, I probably wouldn't have. I, I never would have been a fan of him. Probably. I mean, I'm not saying I would have been like, no, he sucks. But it, I, it was just something about the way you handled that loss. I was like, now here's a guy I need to root for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, right. and and I just started rooting for him ever since. I don't even know how – I know I followed you. You just made my day. But I don't know how <laughs> – I don't know why you followed me back. I don't I don't know. How did that happen? Um, I, you, I think you had messaged me after that fight and said, congratulations, I'm a big fan after that fight. And I had messaged you back, I believe. If we go back, I'm pretty sure we'll find it. Um, and I ended up following you back. I, you know, uh, listened, to, listened to your music and – and uh, followed you on Instagram, and and you got a good Instagram, by the way. You got a, you, you. you got. I love looking at your Instagram, brother. Man, um, I wish it was as good as yours. What? <laughs> so anytime you want to send oh, some some help, mine and Chris's. <laughs> I you got see you. that we got a I random got couch you, shot. I see did. That? I did. Just, a this. random couch shot. <laughs> we need to keep that. Okay, let's go to the couch. Go to the couch. That's go where you the could couch. be. 
That's where you could be, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> but you couldn't Good to be on that couch, y'all. Yeah, but but you couldn't come to Nashville, you know. <laughs> hey, man, all, all the money we're I'm paying sorry. and everything. Golly. I'm sorry, man. I know it. I know it gets crazy here. It gets crazy. <laughs> now, what does it mean? I got to know this. This is crazy. What does it mean to be ranked number one in Chuck Norris World Combat League? And how does that happen? I was, that was pretty cool. So I was fighting kickboxing at the time. And uh, I, I was probably 24, 25 years old, just turned pro kickboxing. And my brother-in-law, my sister, married a guy named Carlos Machado, one of the top jiu-jitsu practitioners in America. He's from Brazil, first cousins of the Gracies, who pretty much invented jiu-jitsu. They ended up getting married, having four kids together. And Chuck Norris is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt under Carlos Machado, my brother-in-law. So, um, Oh, he's under him. He kind of heard of me. He's under, he's under Carlos. Chuck Norris is under my brother-in-law, Carlos. Wow. In Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yes, sir. So if, if Chuck Norris does a push-up and pushes the earth down, what does Carlos Machado do? <laughs> <laughs> what does he well, do? I don't think in, in power level, he's on Chuck Norris's level. You know what I'm saying? I see. Because Chuck Norris has got the striking and the jujitsu now. My brother-in-law has just got the jujitsu. You know, so he's now on the same level. That's what it is. That's so what Chuck the difference Norris, is. And to be honest with you, I, I met Chuck Norris many, many times. The coolest and sweetest dude you ever met in your life. He seems like he would be. If if I begged Sweet you, guy. if I begged you with all that's within me, could you get Chuck Norris on this show? <laughs> you know what? I can see what I can do. My brother-in-law stays in touch with him, so see. I'll see what I can do. I believe you. I believe you're going to see what you can do. Because you hear me say why. <laughs> we, growing up. Oh, man. What was that? What was that noise? <laughs> was that Siri? Was that I S- think that was Siri. Was that Siri? Was that Siri? Or is that Alexa is that, or something? No, it ain't my phone. Is, is that <laughs> just random Siri in this house? <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris is a fighter. <laughs> he pushes the earth down. <laughs> down. <laughs> what? No, but seriously, you don't have to do that. I'm just messing with you. But I am – We, my brother and I uh, grew up – we were massive Norris fans. Oh, Delta yeah. Force and everything came out Please with Please tell it. me you watched uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Of course. I know the guy who wrote that. He no wrote Walker, Walker, Texas Ranger, and it was on a whim. He literally – this never happens. He wrote the song and just sent it in through the mail. And got it. A, wow. Oh, the the song for Walker, not the, the not the story. No, no, no. The the actual the song, the eyes of a stranger. stranger. Yeah. He literally yeah. wrote that and just sent it in, and they cut. It. I mean, that's crazy. That never happens. Wow, that is crazy. Wow, yeah. man. But, I even I even got me a pair of those stretchy jeans. Chuck Norris. <laughs> oh man, stretchy jeans. <laughs> stretchy jeans. <laughs> the Chuck Norris oh, yeah. jeans. Well, I had some of those too when I was a kid, but for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different reason. I don't know nothing about that, Chris. It's I know stretchy nothing. jeans, and they were comfortable. And I know nothing about being fat. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know you don't. You tell your little uh, sob story, and then we'll, me and Stephen are gonna laugh at you, <laughs> right, Stephen? Because me and you are on the same right, level. Baby. Husky you know I mean? jeans, husky jeans. And you know what's funny husky is his jeans. whole family. Not there's not one person I bet in his family that's fat. Not one, right? Well, my younger brother, I wouldn't say he was fat. He was 300 pounds at one point. Yeah, but, but he played college football. Oh, He's yeah. about 6'2". 
Okay, see. Yeah. He played college football. He fought as well. He's the he's the baby. He's about two two uh seventy five right now. But let me tell you, he's got he's got a little belly on him, but he has more talent than I would ever have. And I don't understand why he doesn't fight, but he just doesn't have that that drive to compete. You know, right. he's got a family, got two kids, you know, he's raising raising younglings right now, teaching teaching classes. But he doesn't have a competitive bone in his body. But he's got more talent than I will ever have. I don't understand it. You mean talent in in fighting? Oh yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. So he's one of my main sparring partners. Did uh did you grow up like like I know you grew up training, but did you grow up? Did you ever get in like fights in school or fights in bars or any of that stuff? Ever happened? I got in a fight. Uh, no, thank goodness. As an adult, I haven't. Um, well, of course not. I tried now. to put would, myself in that, that situation. <laughs> Nobody's gonna fight you now, uh, Steven. <laughs> you know, what I, I mean? hope not. I hope no, not. that ain't gonna happen. But in high school, middle school, elementary school, you know, growing up in a small town, everybody knows that you, you know, your dad's Ray Thompson, the guy that owns the karate school. You get tested. Right. So I had to I had to put it on some people. You had to put them on, put it on undefeated oh, from yeah. a young age. My, I know it. My sister Lindsay. She she fought before me, and she fought in the men's division. Would crush dudes, you know. In high wow. school, she paved wow. my way through high school. She nobody fought in the messed men's with division. me because I was Lindsay. She would beat dudes up. What does she do now? She raising youngins, and she uh, runs my bro- my brother in law, her husband's martial arts schools. So she's raising babies Man, and, and running running karate schools right now. Don't let her in husband Dallas, get out of hand. Texas. I know, right? Don't let her man get oh, out of hand. Gosh. Oh, man. Uh-uh. No. Could well, she... He knows not to get out of hand. <laughs> Could she take you now? I, I wouldn't want it. She's got a – man, there's a picture of us. I might be on my Instagram. She's got bigger hands than me, bigger forearms than me. She's just a, wow. a big girl, man. man. You know, yeah. She in high school, she would walk around with big old traps, you know, big thick thighs. Didn't nobody want to mess with her. she said she wanted your pizza – you gave it to her. You didn't say no. She, yeah, she was like, "You gonna eat your cornbread?" <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "Nah, uh-uh, no, here you go. Uh, here you nah, go. Uh, you can have it. <laughs> you can have my cornbread. That. <laughs> That's my favorite movie, man. I love yeah. that movie. You seen this movie? That Life. What is it? You seen oh, Life? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Then oh yeah. The man says that, and then Eddie Murphy's like, "No, I don't want my corn." He's like, "Don't." He's like, "Claude." Don't give him your cornbread. He would give me cornbread now. Right. He's, like, he's like, I don't want the cornbread, though. I, just, I really don't want it. He's like, no, but don't give it to him anyway. He's just trying to give it away to this guy. <laughs> yeah. You f- performed at the Peace Center. And I, I find that a little ironic considering you're a gladiator, but it's cool nonetheless. But I don't know what the Peace Center is. I don't know what that is. What is that? The Peace Center is kind of like our uh, downtown Greenville. We have the Bonson Court Wellness Arena where the UFC came and performed. Uh, what was it? I think they came, I think it was two summers ago. No, yeah, two summers ago. Uh, they had some uh, UFC fights there, a huge, big arena for us anyway. The Peace Center is kind of like our – are you finding this online? Where would you find this? I forgot all about performing there. <laughs> I was probably in high school. Did I tell they you? Had, didn't, I, didn't you hear me say I've been following you, dude? You did. I've been you following did. you around. Not on social media though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was that they they did something it's called the art project. And they had, I guess, hometown celebrities come in and just perform and do some 
you know, um, I don't even know what to even call it. It was like dancing. And of course, mine was martial arts. We, me and my dad did martial arts and they kind of choreographed this pretty cool hour long play that they had. It was pretty cool. Just people from all different aspects of life, you know, dancing, gymnastics, martial arts. So it, it was pretty cool. I was probably uh, maybe grad, maybe a senior in high school. That was that was years, that was twenty years ago, man. Yeah, I was a senior in high ago. school too. Twenty years ago, I was a senior. We're the so same it age. Was great. Yes, sir. You graduated two thousand, <laughs> right? Uh, actually, I was two thousand one. I'll be thirty eight in February. Oh, so I graduated two thousand, turn of the millennium, the the millennium, the yeah. millennium. I'm a millennium boy. <laughs> I just came right in there. Um, now, you're ranked five, or or have you have you progressed in rank? I haven't I haven't uh, moved up yet. I'm ranked number five right now, but looking to looking to move my way up for sure. Is there any talk of you getting another title shot? I'd love to see you beat Usman. I don't like Usman. You know, there's there's I don't think there's talk about it, but it's kind of hard right now for them not to give me a top ranked fighter. I'm ranked number five, but anybody above me, I, you know, I, I, I think I should be facing because my last two fights have been guys, uh, you know, ranked behind me. You know, I think, I don't know if the UFC was trying to make me a gatekeeper or not, but I'm not a gatekeeper. And I think I proved that against Vicente Luque, who was undefeated on a seven fight winning streak. Um, Jeff Neal, who was undefeated. Uh, they're trying to give me these up and comers, which I don't mind because I was an up and comer. Um, you know, I was in the same shoes as they were, and some of those top guys gave me that opportunity to try and prove myself, and I kind of gave that back, giving these guys a shot. But you know, I'm looking to fight. You know, uh, Leon Edwards. Uh, you know, George Masvidal. I faced him at UFC 217 at Madison Square Garden. Ended up beating him. So uh, make it running it back would be awesome. He's got the BMF. I've got the NMF. Yeah, I just sounds like a fight to me right there. Unanimous. He's ranked number three, I believe. I mean, uh, yes, sir. What's it called? Not unanimous. What's what they call it in boxing? The uh, uh, when you when you combine two titles, what's that called? I forgot. The uh, oh shoot, um, <clears throat> but undisputed. Undisputed. Uh, you, yeah, maybe that's it. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, we'll move on. Bifecta. <laughs> it's a bifecta. Chris is like, I know what they call it. You got two titles. <laughs> yeah. It's it's called double titled. Double titled. <laughs> double titled. Uh, how much focus do you put on actually being a champ? Because I can't wait to see you holding the belt because somebody like you needs to get that belt. And I'm being 100% honest. Thank you. Somebody, they need to see – you, it's like, remember Evander Holyfield? Did you watch Evander Holyfield? Oh, yeah. He was the oh, yeah. nicest, most humble guy. That's yeah. why I always loved him. I loved him. I was a huge fan. And, and and he didn't get the respect that he deserved. And people, A lot of people didn't even like Evander Holyfield, especially when he fought Tyson. They were rooting against uh -huh. him because he wasn't, you know, flamboyant. And, and right, right. He, wasn't, he wasn't, like, hateful. And he wasn't gaudy. He wasn't that trash talker. That's right. Right. He was just a beast. You know, and that's – and that's what Muhammad Ali brought into the game. Of course, he changed the game. And now you got guys like Conor McGregor, who's got the gift of gab. They can back it up. It made him a lot of money. And everybody thinks if they do that, that it would work the same for them. You know, there's some guys in my weight class, well, a guy in my weight class, you probably know who I'm talking about, who does a lot of trash talking, but he's not any good at it. It's just kind of, it just doesn't, 
he's not any good at it. You can say Colby Covington on this show. Colby Covington. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Colby Covington. You can say his name. (laughs) I knew exactly what you're talking about. It's just golly. Because it is true what you're saying. And I ain't going to say I didn't – I wasn't rooting for Colby against Usman because I don't – because Usman's the same way. They both are trying to be these smack talkers, but they just aren't good at it. It's not natural. They're not. It doesn't like it's Connor. Not. Connor, you can just tell how he was raised. That's just how he is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and in saying, Ireland. Yeah, ahead. in Ireland, they 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 uh, they talk trash constantly with each other, so they get real good at it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that's the way he grew up. That's the way he lives. And he just comes when he, I knew he was going to be champion when he beat his first guy and said, you know. I'm not here to, to be a part. I'm here to take over. And I'm just like, what the? Oh, this dude's got it. He's got something about him. And, you know, guys like Kobe Covington just not any good at it. You know what I mean? Because it comes off fake. And if I started trying to do that now, people would be like, shut up, Steven. We know that ain't you. Stop 100%. It. You know? Yeah. yeah, I would literally text you as a shut up, Steven. <laughs> Don't hit me. Are, are you, you're not Nashville, you're not, are you? You're not Nashville. Are you? <laughs> you're not Nashville, are you? Then shut up. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, no, I'm not Nashville. I'm on the way. Shut up. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm like, I'm like, here's my address. I give you Chris's address. <laughs> Just start hitting stuff when you get here. Um, I really do. I really do long for the day when you become champ, and I'm rooting so hard for you to do that. That's the truth. Thank you, sir. That's the goal. You know, every time I step out there in training, every opponent that I face, I I visualize that they are the champ, and I got to beat them to beat the champ, right? So everybody I prepare for, even if they're ranked number eleven, five, six, I don't care. They are the champion to me, and that's who I'm going to go out there and defeat. And I told myself, 2021 is going to be it. You know, I'm 38. I feel like I'm 25 years old. I feel like I'm getting better and improving every day. It's going to happen. You look like so you're 25. You, my words, my friend. you look like you're 25 Thank years you. old. I mean, I'm, that just, just, does you he not look it. like he's in his 20s? He looks way younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Like, you just can't uh, see that baby face under that beard is what it that is. That is true. If I shaved, that I would look like I was your little kid brother. Baby Huey. I look like Baby Huey over here. Baby Huey. Baby Huey. How much does it, like, is that what lives in in here is, in your mind, I should say for the people listening that can't see me pointing at my forehead, is that what lives mainly in here? Is is it, because I know money's involved, right? I know money is a thing, but is it champion, is it that belt that drives you more than anything else? Or is it just the fact that you're doing this, you're doing what you love as a living? What, What is it? I don't think I could stop doing what I'm doing now and still make a great living at the, at the school, at our gym. Um, but it, but do you make? Would you make I, as much as if you became champion? I don't think so. Because yeah, don't they? They get me, a big boost, don't they? They do, they do. But but I, as like I said, it, the money is not what does it for me. I'm I'm happy where I'm at in life and what I'm doing in life, and you know, outside of the UFC. But I. I know that I can win. I, I I do it to test my abilities and and win or lose. I don't I don't mind it as long as I give 110. percent If you beat me on my best day, it's it, it's yours, and I'll leave with a smile on my face. What what scares me is not performing to my best ability, because <clears throat> I'm not just stepping out there for me, and everybody sees just me in the octagon, but I'm out there for my students. I'm out there for my coaches who sacrifice themselves coming to the gym, my sparring partners who sacrifice their bodies so I can, you know, punch and kick them in training, uh, beat them up in training. 
So I'm out there not just for myself, for them. And the money's just a, it's just a bonus for me. I, I, I want to be champion. I know I can be champion. So I can fight for free as long as, you know, I give it 100% and have that belt around my waist. I was hoping that's what you'd say, that it was about being a champion. Because if you would have yes, said, oh, it's just about, you know, making a living, making money. Because I'll be honest with you, that's what Derek says. Derek, Derek really, the only reason he wants a belt or, or used to want to be, he might have changed at this point, but back in the day, uh, the only reason he wanted a belt was because of the, the, the money. Because he actually does this as well, a living. He said he he don't, he yeah. hates it. He doesn't want to do it. He said he doesn't want to fight. He just does it because it's what he's good at. And he is good at it. But you can you but you can kind of tell it in his demeanor the way he goes about it, right? You can kind of tell that okay, some guys are doing it for jobs, and some guys are you can kind of tell it they're in it for the honor and the glory, right? So, and that's what I I, just, I want to be known as, you know, not just a great fighter, but the one who did it, who did it right, the one who didn't have to trash talk, the guy who didn't have to go out there and be champion because he because he was talking trash right who and his mouth is what got him there all ability and hard work man i mean i've been doing this since i was 12 years old and fighting since i was 15 um yes at sometimes when i'm walking out there i'm asking myself why i do this but after after the fight after the win or the loss it's like man there's just there's nothing like it there's nothing like it do you, now this is going to air after this tonight's fight right so yes sir i want us to speak as if we know who won because i want you i'm not going to tell you who predict who who won tonight so what do you think about the fight i thought it was awesome man i think conor mcgregor did exactly what he said he was going to do he's going to go out there and put you know dustin poirier to sleep and he did it you know everybody looks at conor mcgregor and says you know we haven't seen this guy fight in a while um but that doesn't mean he's not training. The guy's a lifelong martial artist, just like GSP. GSP hadn't fought since Michael Bisbing, but the guy's still training in the gym every day, helping professional guys get ready. And McConnell, Conor McGregor is, is that guy. He's a lifelong martial artist. And he's more focused during this fight than I did see his last, his last fight with Cowboy Cerrone. But on top of that, I like to see that added humbleness to him that added um something has changed inside of him and i don't know if it was and i think it was for the good um you know of course when everybody makes all that money that he has you kind of get you know you lose yourself a little bit and i think he did that in the past but i think he found himself a little bit and you kind of see that in his last fight i think he's gonna go uh, i think he went out there and did exactly what he said he was gonna do of course you know Dustin Poirier, he's he's the man, bro. He is the man, but I think Conor McGregor, he's just he's got there's something about him, something about him. I agree. I'm 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 so, I was uh, actually rooting for Conor, <clears throat> and I'm glad he won. Not that I don't like Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier's good and cool, but uh, I was rooting for Conor, and I'm not always rooting for Conor. I'm not one of those guys that is all. I was actually rooting for Cowboy against Connor, and I'll tell you why. First of all, the most important reason was because he used one of my songs in his fight promo. So <laughs> <laughs> so then right there off the jump, I'm like, okay, he's got to win now. Well, yeah, I mean. But, uh, <laughs> but, but no, other than that, it was the fact that so many people were saying, 
this was an easy fight. It ended up being an easy fight, unfortunately. But because so many people were saying, well, this is just an easy fight, easy win, I wanted to see Cowboy beat Connor against everybody saying that it would have been so it would have been so monumental for him and for for a lesson for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? You get you get my point? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and 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 I wanted to and I wanted uh, like Cowboy to see those guys who've been in there the game for so long, right? And people talk about oh they're done, you know, he's lost his mojo, you know, he's getting too old, he's taking too much damage. I like to see these guys come back. I like to see him come back with those wins and say, "Man, these guys still got it." I'm not saying that he doesn't. Because to be honest with you, I wouldn't want to go out there and, fit and fight Cowboy. Cowboy's the man. We've hung out many times, man. He's such a good dude. Such a good dude. And he's and he's a legit Cowboy. That guy was raised on a ranch. Have you been to his ranch out there where he trains? I haven't yet, but I want to. Yeah. I want to. Yeah, y'all yeah, would love to do, y'all go do out well there and spend a few weeks. Yeah, man. Um, what do you think about Jake Paul t- trying to fight Connor and all that type of trash? You know, as an athlete, I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I mean, you got these guys, especially, and I think Logan Paul is actually fighting Mayweather. I think it hurts Mayweather's legacy to even downgrade himself to fight these guys. Well, here's what you really what would hurt him is if <clears throat> Logan actually, because everybody has the puncher's chance. If Logan exactly. actually hits him and he knocks him out, Floyd Mayweather's like nobody's legacy's ever going to respect him again. Ever. Not ever. And even he's Not undefeated ever. now. And I, I, I actually have always rooted for him to lose because I think everybody should lose a fight. I don't believe the only, people should go out undefeated. I don't like that. That's why I root for Khabib to lose, and I root, I root for uh, Floyd Mayweather to lose. Because and I rooted for John Bones Jones to lose because not because I didn't like him but I just think that everybody needs nobody needs to go out of the of a fighting game or any any kind of sporting event and think well I I am actually untouchable no one can beat me at anything like that's kind of a a big head to have the rest of your life you leave like like Rocky Marciano nobody ever beat him. So he the rest of his life, yeah. and I was a, and I'm, I would say I was, I wasn't alive, but looking at Pat, walking, watching past fights and whatnot, I'm a fan of of watching him and what he did, when because he was a, he was a kind of an underdog, but the point he is was. he, I still feel like he should have lost one, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes sense to oh, anybody yeah. else, but well, you got guys, you know, Muhammad Ali lost, he's lost, that's right, and he's one of the great, he's the greatest of all time, you know, and and I think it's cool to see. People at that level, you know, I want to know, we all know how they take it in a win, but we don't always know how they would take a loss and if they would do it in, in, in a good way. Right. right? For, I mean, for example, um, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey, you know, she was one of the top uh, Olympian judo uh, stylists ever. She got silver. She quit judo. She, you know, fought MMA. She lost once. She's talking about committing suicide. She's talking about, of course, I, you know, I can understand that those are real things that happen in people's lives. But when you got a whole world looking at you, women looking at you and and you inspire them, you, you know, that's that's the last thing you should be talking about. And, and just one loss. I mean, one loss. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about quitting. You're talking about giving up. You know what I'm saying? Well, I just she, don't, and I, she did give up. She, she ended up quitting after she, she lost the second time. Yeah. Exactly. She did. She ended up giving up. So it's good to see these guys at the top of the game. But 
you want to know how how they would take that loss, right? I think Ronda Rousey's rise was too quick. It was too. It was. It, like, was. it was way too quick. She. She. Like that's and, that's my point yeah. about the whole thing is she was she was like bop 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 and then and then Dana White was like oh the people are loving this like they're loving this money 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 and then she lost and it was like she didn't know how to handle like a losing at all like somebody like you that's yeah. that's what I'm saying that's why I became a fan of you because of a loss. It wasn't because you won. You could have went undefeated, and I'd have just been sitting here rooting against you. I wouldn't even have wanted you on this show, except to tell you, I hope you lose, sucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sucker. <laughs> sucker. <laughs> I pulled out the – you remember that movie? I'm going to get you, sucker. Remember that? It was a, a – Oh, sucker. yeah. yeah it I was a Keenan Wayans movie. Anyway, I see uh, – speaking of Logan Paul and uh, Jake Paul, you're on YouTube now. And what's your channel called? Yes, sir. I, 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 I subscribe to you. What's it? But I want to. It's just Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and we. It's something me and my brother you know, talking about doing for the longest because we've had a lot of fans ask about, you know, my style, how I do things, how I, you know, how I do these techniques. But we started to have a little bit more fun with it, kind of doing some some of our own things, and just uh, to be honest with you, we were just along for the ride, just winging it. But we've been in, on YouTube for. Shoot, about a, almost a year and a half, got almost 300,000 subscribers, so it grew pretty pretty fast, and we're just along for the ride, man, just having fun with it. I appreciate you teaching all of us, because we need to know, teaching all of us how to break boards with your elbow. That was uh, well, that was a hilarious <laughs> video. You gotta tell see me you this didn't video. see that. You gotta see My elbow video. still hurts, man. <laughs> Still, we had, I mean, listen, here's we what he does these. now. He, he he does the whole you, – you see Karate Kid? It, it's essentially Karate Kid but without breaking the wood. So, he's going – it's essentially he's going – he's not doing this, but you remember Karate Kid was like this. Yeah. Karate Kid was like this. Well, Steven was going – what was what was you saying? Say, say go take me, take you through. Oh no, I, I, I've I, seen I forgot that. What Did you I see said. it? He I'm says, like, he like, says, uh, inevitable. Uh, like inevitable. inevitable. Like harnessing the energy. Invincible. Harnessing the energy. Yeah. yeah. And then I go, well, okay. So, and then I go hit the boards, and they don't budge. You see the smoke come out because I hit that thing hard. I hit it as hard as I could. I thought I broke my dang elbow. I mean, we had these little cheesy boards, I've seen right? That. Cheesy oh, boards that break easy, but when you stack fifteen of those together on top of each other, that's like that thing was a brick house. Like it wasn't budging. His I thought brother, I was gonna break that thing. His easy. brother's over there dying laughing, <laughs> and I, I was Steven's rolling in the floor, <laughs> and his brother's his brother's just laughing. He ain't asking if he's okay. Did I no, hear he's just say, laughing. Was yeah. he okay or nothing? Man, the board didn't I even. I thought I broke my damn elbow. I didn't even no, see any movement. I didn't break one board. I didn't break one board. If you ever watch, if you ever watch board breaking, they always separate the boards. I was gonna say like that one kind of breaks the other. I was gonna say and that we didn't do that. Yeah, you should yeah, know man, better. They in karate. break the other. <laughs> Shoot, bro. I thought I could make it happen, and nope, I broke my elbow instead. Listen, um, one more, one more thing, and then we're gonna let you get out of here because I know you got UFC coming to film you or whatever, and um, I want to say. Thank you for coming on the show. And if yes, you sir. ever if you ever want to collab on YouTube or something, let me know. I'm down. I'll come to you. You know, I got I got I got a little following on there a little bit. Let's do it, baby. Hey man, I, I that would be an honor. We're down to collab with you, man. We're looking for, you know, collaborators and 
that would be awesome. I think we make that. I think that would be a funny one too. Let me tell you, we, I, we do a funny one. I actually have this song that I'm making a music video for. That in the song, it is actually the story will be a boy that's getting picked on, and then he grows up and becomes a fighter. And I need a, I need somebody to be that fighter. The boy is a grown man that what? actually becomes a champion. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, oh man, I would love that. You you're the man. Well, if you if you're willing to do it. I want you to be the, the Oh, I'm man. down. I'm Sweet. down. Sweet. Now, we end every show with an unbelievable fact. You ready? Oh, hit it on. Hit, hit, hit me with it, brother. Hit him with it, Ben. You might think it's not true, but I assure you that it is. It's hard to believe it's an unbelievable fact. Now, because... This is a show about Chuck Norris. Not really about you, but it's more mainly about Chuck Norris. <laughs> it's all about, yeah. Yeah, it really is about Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris. That's what's going to be the name of it. Yeah, I'm going to actually Chuck say Norris. On the show. And, yeah. and, 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 and his protege. <laughs> no, this show's all about you, Steven. I love you. Don't, don't, don't take it the wrong way. Don't punch me, please. Love you too, brother. <laughs> uh, so here we go. We got three quick Chuck Norris facts. Chuck Norris once beat up his shadow because it was following too close. It now stands 15 <laughs> feet behind him. That's the first fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. Okay. That's, okay. that's that a, is fact. a fact. It's, yeah. it's hard to believe, but it's true. Chuck Norris. It's on the internet. If it's on the internet, then it's true. I see you got some good schooling, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that man's been trained. Oh, man. I can sure. too. Chuck Norris destroyed the periodic table because Chuck Norris only knows the element of surprise. Wow. Huh? Oh my And the goodness. last one is what when Chuck heck? Norris does a push up, he pushes the earth down. I kind of just already already got let the cat out of the bag. I got that. another one though. Let's hear it. There is no such thing as hurricanes or twisters. Chuck Norris just hates trailer parks. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I moved out uh, of the trailer. I know, right? I, I, got, I got another one for you guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but Chuck Norris actually lives in a roundhouse. Son of Man. a gun. The facts are just rolling out of us today. Ben, wow. you got any? He, ben? Ben? Ben, you awake? Ben? 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 ben. Well, I ben. heard that uh, Chuck ben, Norris came down with COVID, actually. Really? Yeah, and uh, he was on his deathbed, but then he uh, destroyed COVID, and COVID is now actually afraid of COVID, of Chuck Norris. Wow. Nice. That was terrible. That was, that was the worst. That execution of that joke was the worst ben, I've ever heard oh. in my life. Ben, when we give you the stage, my Man, friend. he had the stage. He was standing on it. Everybody is just waiting. And you got to deliver. You got to deliver, bro. You can't say COVID scared of COVID. COVID Man. scared of COVID. Ben, ben. You let us down. Well, I was oh trying to find God. the actual... <laughs> One that you, man said you Chuck kept Norris got me too much. Chuck Norris got COVID and, and then COVID got scared of COVID. Yeah, I know. That's it. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> hey, I have I, the actual I have the actual one right here. If well, for the it. love of everything good in this world, please tell us the real joke. <laughs> Carlos Ray Chuck Norris, famous actor and fighter, died yesterday afternoon at his home in Texas at the age of eighty from COVID. However, after his minor inconvenience of death, Chuck has made a full recovery and was reported to be doing quite well. It's also been reported that coronavirus is in self-isolation for 14 days due to being exposed to Chuck Norris. 
<laughs> see, now that's go. good. There we see, go. That's a there good note, man. I apologize for not let it, giving you time to read it off. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that. No, we won't. We won't. We're not <laughs> editing that. Steven, I love you I'll to death, it. brother. You are a champ already in my eyes. It's already done. God bless you. And we'll see you on the other side. I'm, we really are going to make that video. I'm not just I'm not just joking with you. All right, let's make it happen. Guys, I love you guys. God bless y'all. And have a good one. So fellas. good to see you, Steven. Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it. <laughs>